Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's May 17th, 1883. And another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Arian, Rebecca, and Ali. The Retrospectors. So this is the day that Buffalo Bill's Wild West, not Wild West show, opened in Omaha, Nebraska for the first performance of what was to be a multi-decade run. When did they append the word show? As far as I can tell, they never actually did append the word show. It was never called Buffalo Bill's Wild West (gasps) show. It had several names. Like it was never called Scream 1. It was just called Scream. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, at its longest, the name was Buffalo Bills Wild West and Congress of Rough Riders. I can see why that hasn't <laughs> lasted the centuries. <laughs> but it was very much a show. Yeah, Buffalo Bills was this amazing rodeo-like outdoor spectacular featuring masses of performers, loads of people riding horses, gun shooting, rope tricks. It was just this enormous spectacular that largely took place outdoors. If you think that 42nd Street has a large cast, I mean, 500 that he used to go touring around the country with 500 people who were all featured on stage in some way, not to mention it must have been thousands of people behind the scenes just doing all the costumes and the food and the campsites. And it was a massive show when it came to town. I found an itemization of all of the performers and and it included 83 saloon passengers, 38 steerage passengers, uh, 97 Indians, 180 horses, 18 buffalo, 10 elk, etc. etc. Okay, Rebecca, take us back though to 1883 and who <laughs> Buffalo Bill was. He was born William Cody and although he did live in the West and he had some kind of what you would call Wild West adjacent jobs. <laughs> I don't think he'd have called it that. <laughs> well, sir, I've been doing a bunch of adjacents. <laughs> he got his nickname because he had a contract to provide Buffalo to, I think it was to one of the railroads. He actually won the Medal of Honor for um, his work as a US Army scout in the Indian Wars. But he wasn't a gunslinger or a gambler or anything like that. And, and, and basically, at the age of 23, he started his lifetime career of mythologizing the Wild West. He wrote his first novel at 23, mm. and he kept churning out these very, very heavily fictionalized accounts of his exploits. He started putting them on as stage shows, and that's kind of where his Wild West show kind of evolved from. Yeah, I mean, you say stage shows because they're outside, aren't they, at stadiums? So it's... Well, he started out doing them in theatres. Did he? How do you get that many horses in a theatre? <laughs> well, what he did was he'd bring in people that he knew from, you know, actual Wild West figures, um, and he'd try and get them to sort of play themselves. He did this uh, with Wild An audience with Guster, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, pretty much. Um, but obviously they weren't top actors. Um, apparently Wild Bill Hickok shot at a spotlight when it focused on him. <laughs> <laughs> so that one didn't work, and I think that's probably when he thought, I need to take this outdoors. <laughs> Too many bystanders getting <laughs> shut down. <laughs> <laughs> But it was happening at the same time the show was touring, at the same time that some of the events they were acting out were still going on in the Wild West. One of the things that's so interesting about the show is, I mean, it lasted for decades, so it really did. You know, it started at the period that you would call maybe the peak of the Wild West in popular history, and then went right through till movie westerns came in. And 
the reenactments and the skits that they would stage were shaping Americans and international audiences' view of history. But at the same time, the blurring of fact and fiction, it was just crazy to think that on one hand, you had actual historical figures from the Wild West were in the show. People Mm. like Annie Oakley, Calamity Jane, Sitting Bull, but also some of the earliest Western movie stars, people like Will Rogers, Tom Mix, they got their start in the show as well, which is like the perfect encapsulation of how the show blurred the lines between fact and fiction. And that must have been very difficult as well, I imagine, for the Native American performers. Like on the one hand, this is a really steady job and they're well paid as performers showing off some of their, you know, traditional techniques and arts and crafts and their horse riding abilities. And on the other hand, they're depicting themselves as basically the aggressive redskins. And Buffalo Bill was such a kind of contradiction as a human because the way he is characterised Uh, in history is as this great supporter of Native Americans. And he would have, particularly when his show toured, he'd have the Native American cast set up camp near the show and people could go and see the way that they lived and they'd travel with their families and their kids and all of that. But at the same time, then there'd be the aggressors who are stopping the stagecoaches and being driven off by the brave cowboys. So yeah, he was holding diametrically opposed views simultaneously almost. And the really sad thing is that part of the reason that so many Native Americans decided to enrol as what were called show Indians was because they did actually have more freedom within this troop than they had on reservations in lots of cases. You know, they were allowed to wear their traditional costumes and practice customs, etc. Lots of traditional customs were actually banned on reservations during this time. And they were overseen on tours by their own like little police force that was chosen from within their own ranks. So it was actually, you know, quite a liberating experience, which is sad, really, because it still wasn't that great. And a lot of them died in horrible horse riding accidents. And Annie Oakley, who was one of the stars, uh, known at the time as Little Shaw Shot because she was five foot tall and always managed to shoot her target. She was a great gunswoman. This is the <laughs> woman whose story is Annie Get Your Gun. Like, to me, that was just, in my mind, a sinister sequel to Annie, and I never investigated any further. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an amazing story that I found out all about. I mean, she obviously had incredible marksmanship and, you know, could, like, s- split playing cards with her guns and that sort of thing. One of the most popular acts was the what they were billed as Cossacks, but they were actually from Georgia, the country, not the state. Mm. And they would dress up in, you know, for these flamboyant costumes. And they're credited with having a big influence on the development of rodeo as well, because it was really like a step above anything that was happening in the US. And the troupe actually included four Georgian women, one of whom's signature trick, now just try mm. and picture this, was to hold the American flag aloft while standing on the shoulders of two riders as they rode their horse at a gallop. Wow. So like one leg on each. Yeah. The really horrible thing is that a lot of them actually faced a lot of persecution when they went home after the Bolshevik takeover of Georgia. A lot of them were actually made to throw away all of their American things and promise not to mention America again. Promise not to march around the town on horseback (laughs) proudly wielding the American flag. Yeah, I can imagine that would have been an issue. Look, I've got to be me. But it's easy to see why the show was so popular, I think, because if you think about it, it was basically a giant Western movie before movies existed. And basically, like, our imagining of the Old West is really heavily coloured by the enormous corpus of Western films. Mm. Those movies were, in turn, massively coloured by Buffalo Bill's Wild West. And a weird side effect of that, really, is that the show Indians who were in the Wild West show, they were drawn mostly from a particular tribe. They were drawn mostly from the Oglala Sioux or Lakota from South Dakota. So their lifestyle and customs 
have really heavily informed our ideas of how Native yeah, Americans yeah. lived. Mm. Things like living in teepees, being like these horse riding, hunters, wearing headdresses and everything. You know, those things weren't true of all tribes at all. There were, you know, tribes who were settled in one place, tribes who lived in log houses, that kind of thing. But, you know, we've got this very sort of slimline generic image of the Old West. And so much of that has its roots in the mm. Wild West show. Same for the cowboys as well. Apparently there were African-American performers playing cowboys in the first kind of few years of the production but as ideas of what the wild west was got slowly finessed into what we know it now all the black performers had to play something else because the crowds were just like why is there an african-american on a horse i've got a little factoid off that for you there have you guys come across the kinshasa bills of congo it's a very interesting thing that happened in the congo when western films started to be shown western in both senses of the word in the 1950s it struck a massive chord with young people living in kinshasa the capital and they basically formed themselves into gangs they were known as bills you can find the photos online it's amazing it's like these guys in africa in the 1950s they're dressed like head to toe in proper old-fashioned cowboy gear and they gave themselves names like they divided the town into different territories and they'd call it like texas or like santa fe and it actually was quite weirdly like the old west it was actually quite a violent because they were basically gangs yeah. you know they with shootouts and all that kind of thing so it actually was probably quite unpleasant and obviously being from britain there aren't that many opportunities to go to big outdoor spectaculars but i imagine arian in australia you get to go to this sort of thing <laughs> don't you were you a fan as a kid of outdoor stuff like what did you see Definitely. There's this bizarre event, the annual uh, Royal Easter Show, which is pretty much just country comes to city and they, they put it in an enormous stadium and you walk around and you see loads and loads of different things. It's like wood chopping competitions. It's it's rope tricks. It's axe throwing. Like, And then they have massive vegetable <laughs> displays and, and it's hugely popular every year. I mean, Rebecca, in the countryside, you do get things a bit like that, don't you? I mean, the Hertfordshire County show, my favourite thing is always the dancing diggers. I do enjoy (laughs) that. It's like a balletic display of farming equipment. It's more around the level of, you know, scrumping. Annie, get your apples. (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow. No one ever said, oh, this is almost as good as Dracula. They were all several levels below Dracula. Love the show? Support the show! Patreon.com slash Retrospectors! Part of the ACAST Creator Network.